1: Uh, and enact that as public policy. And so really since November, that is what we've been focused on in Florida. Some of it is is things that I've done uh, executive, but most of it has been done in concert with the legislative branch. I mean, the, the thing about doing it, as you all know, when, when you enact this stuff into law, you could have a new governor come in. They can't just change it. Uh, if you're, all you're doing is executive actions, you could have someone come in and then they can change it. Of course, we've seen that with Biden, a lot of the things that he's done. So we We just completed uh, what I would say uh, is the the boldest and most far-reaching agenda that, that we've seen in the modern history of the Republican Party. That's Ron DeSantis speaking in New Hampshire.
0: Get ready for it. Nikki Haley's team putting out a statement, we've been waiting. Has he announced? No. But he's going to. This seems very, very obvious. Luckily for all of us, Chris Christie is going to announce that he's running for president. Well, that's just great. It really, really isn't. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What is going on? 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. By the way, if you're part of team Chris Christie. Come again? In English, please. If you're part of team Chris Christie, you you got to give me a call. You got to tell me why. I've been trying to figure out who who is part of the uh Christie world. Like who looks at Chris Christie and says this is exactly what I'm going for. I cannot wait to see the Christie presidency after all this time. You know in 2012 the Chris Christie presidency would have been right on. But after watching him after the loss to Trump in 2016, after that humiliation, how he's been over the last seven years, the Christie presidency. Dude, he's farting fire. It's the alien anal probe. It's shooting fire from Cartman's rectum. Pretty much. Pretty much. Now nah, all eyes are on DeSantis. And DeSantis has a solid argument. That idea of the boldest agenda, the boldest GOP agenda in history is a direct punch to Trump and a direct statement to Republicans, I'm the guy who's done this. Not by some kind of executive fiat, not by the swoosh of a pen, but by building consensus and getting it done. That's what I've done. That's a powerful argument. You can hate DeSantis all you want. Don't care. That's a powerful argument. The, the Trump idolater, the Trump supporter, can hate DeSantis. Can't deny the argument. It's just like you can't deny the argument that things were better under Trump. It's an undeniable argument. And it's the best one uh, that Team Trump has for getting him back in the White House. Ron DeSantis on ESG, Environmental, Social, and Governance.
1: We also signed legislation kneecapping this idea of ESG in our state. No ESG in our pension fund. We got a $180 billion pension fund. uh, No ESG in contracting local state government. The bond ratings have to be done based on credit, not based on ESG. And the ESG stuff, really, that's just a veneer as well. It's a veneer for them to be able to justify departing from traditional economic and business principles and mobilizing really significant economic resources in service of an ideological agenda. And they want that agenda. They'll say, you know, climate change or anti-Second Amendment or or whatnot. Uh, But I think on a more and I don't and I think the policies they're pursuing will be destructive. But I think on a more fundamental level, they're trying to change policy in this country without having to go through you folks. Fact, as a matter of fact, I think this
0: is exactly the thing that connects to what we're seeing with Bud Light, with Adidas, with Target. Why in the world would anybody make this decision? Why in the world would Adidas make these moves or Target? If you haven't heard it, I'll get into it. And the answer is follow the money. Because that's always the answer.
1: Ron DeSantis talking about DEI and capitalism. So we are the first university system, first state to eliminate from our university system this idea of DEI. We signed the bill. It's gone uh, as of Monday, and it stands for diversity, equity, inclusion, but in reality, that's a veneer to impose orthodoxy on the university. If you dissent from that, watch out. They even have, uh, in different parts of the country, they've had faculty, prospective faculty, have to take a DEI oath just to get hired. And these are folks, if, if they say, you know, I believe everyone should be treated equal regardless of their race or ethnicity, they will mark you down for saying color blindness and equal treatment. And so this has become a cottage industry. It's become actually a major grifting opportunity because you'll have these DEI consultants. They'll show up. Yeah, I, I would like to come in and uh, lecture about how capitalism is racist. Only if you pay me $50,000 an hour. And I'm like, OK, come on. So um, so our view is that DEI really the way it's practiced stands for discrimination, exclusion and indoctrination. And that- He's hitting all the moments, people. He's hitting all of the spots.
0: Let's let's understand each other. He's got this understood and he is connecting. But does this n- new news about Disney scrapping plans to move 2,000 jobs to California affect anything? And my answer is no. How could anybody think it, think it does? The story goes as follows. Disney was going to move their California offices to Florida. Because who in the bloody world can stay in California? So we understand each other. That's the story. You cannot afford to live in California, you cannot afford to work in, in California. You just you just can't. So Disney was gonna move their stuff to Florida. And then, of course, Disney's been in this fright fight with Florida, and they're amazed that Florida's fighting with them. People are saying this is wrong for a governor to do. There are things that DeSantis has done, specifically with, I think it was the baseball team, the Tampa Bay Rays, where I was like, Yeah, he's he's out of order here. The the Disney conversation is a bit different. Disney lives in this beautiful ivory tower where they get everything handed to them, given to them. They don't actually have to work for the things. They don't. They have got a sweetheart deal. And instead of being respectful of the sweetheart deal, they decided to get involved in things outside the scope. Does a company have the right to do this? Of course a company has the right to do this. As a matter of fact, this could very well be when we see all these companies engaging in the politics, the unintended consequences of Citizens United. But since I'm a guy who um, stood up for and believed in the idea that if you have a business and you have a statement to make, I think you can make it. I think it's a weird, weird... Thing to do regarding free speech—to say no, uh, your business doesn't have. Well, it's, for lack of a better word, this right. Let's just leave it. Leave it that way. Very odd, very strange thing uh, to to do. So I, I, I want you to know where where I stand. My argument is not that Disney can't make these statements, can't engage. It's the idea that if Disney is going to engage. How dare you think there can't be a response back? It is a strange argument to say that government has to stay silent on the state level when a group that takes advantage of state deals abuses the state. Well, Tony, isn't that actually the definition of retribution? you would be making the argument that the state can never, ever, ever make a change to the deal that Disney got because any change that is made to the state is de facto retribution. That's the argument that's being made right there. At first, I said, this is an interesting conversation about the idea of retribution, But once you dig in a touch, once you start asking yourself, well, if I can't respond about this, if I can't respond about that, if I can't respond about the other, if I can't respond about your mother, well, then, my gosh, what can I respond about? And when can I respond? You realize that you can't. Disney, in its positioning, caused Florida to say, well, we don't have to be this friendly to you, do we? You deserve all these special concessions that we don't give to anybody else. Again, I'm not saying that you can't call it retribution. I am asking the question that if you cannot respond, is there a moment that you can change the deal? And if you tell me the deal could never be changed, well, then we've got ourselves a whole new problem. So Disney decides because of this fight, that they're going to cancel a $1 billion project that would have relocated 2,000 jobs to Central Florida. How does USA Today write it? Disney deals major blow to Florida, cancels $1 billion investment as DeSantis feud escalates. Major blow? Nah. Not buying it. Not buying it at all. And certainly, I would take a look at the stock. I'm very curious. Let's see if I'm right. I haven't done this yet. Let me see if I'm right here about this. Um, So Disney is D-I-S, right? And yes, Disney's down. Because they're saying we'd rather stay in California. And no one would rather stay in California. Earthquakes are like, man, do we have to do it here again? Can't we just go to Idaho like everybody else in California? The amount of people moving from California to Idaho is off the freaking charts. Off the charts. You know what the people of Idaho say? This sucks. We didn't like these people before. We certainly don't like them now. Disney stock is down because this is a bad move for Disney. Again ideology over business, which is exactly what Ron DeSantis is discussing about when he discusses ESG and when he discusses DEI, which puts Ron DeSantis in a very, very good spot with whom the potential voter. It it would be foolhardy, if not full-on ignorant, to deny the popularity of Donald Trump. The people who want to actually push the idea that that Ron DeSantis can't win as a ridiculous, nonsensical, absolutely false idea. False. You sound silly when you say it. DeSantis is hitting all of the notes. Of course he can win. Yes, of course he can win a general. Of course he can. Will he? That's a whole nother conversation. I'm Tony Katz. Democrats are trying to figure out a way to lower um, expectations. What they're really trying to do is find a way to put pressure on Republicans by increasing the debt limit without cutting spending but the plan from the Republicans doesn't actually cut spending it keeps spending at 2022 levels well Democrats want to spend more so they refer to it as a cut that's DC doublespeak it's not a cut you want to spend more we don't have more to spend we're going to spend what we have and if you think that's a cut my gosh how could you be trusted with anything, Tony Katz, Tony Katz, today, it's good to be with you. And there are people out there, uh, this is Eugene Robinson, who wanna tell you that the idea of cuts or keeping spending limits where they were, which is very rational, it's what you've done. Inflation is up, you, your dollar doesn't go as far, you keep your spending limits the same, or you've reduced your spending. Not this federal government. Eugene Robinson wants you to know that it's cruel.
1: Yeah, the shock! Shock that spending is going on here in Washington. It's you know after spending like drunken sailors. Uh, You know, we we should not be surprised. um, But we should remind everybody that the cruelty here, the cruelty is not a bug. It's a it's a feature. It's the whole point right now of what the Republicans are are demanding, uh, is the cruelty. It's not it's not saving money. It's it's uh, it's being performatively cruel uh, to people um, that they can demonize and, and, and that's what they've always done that's what they're doing now But what
0: does that even mean you're just screaming that um, that Republicans are cruel because they don't want to spend what they don't have why is that why is that cruel this is the associate editor of the Washington Post Why is that cruel? It's not. It's not cruel at all. What's cruel is the fact that you would go on MSNBC and so willfully and wantonly lie, lie about the position. Pretty ugly stuff. Back to the Democrats and what they want to do. What they're trying to do, the plan that they have put uh, together is to engage something called a discharge. A discharge petition, which would force a vote on legislation even if the majority party were to object. So what they have is legislation that would just raise the debt limit. No spending cuts whatsoever, raise the debt limit. They want Republicans on the record voting against raising the debt limit. That's what they want. So politically, they can get the victory. Look at Republicans being opposed to raising the debt limit. When, of course, it's Republicans that have already passed the legislation that would increase the debt limit. It would just be kept at the 2022 levels. So they're trying to get signatures. Now, they would need a majority of signatures. They won't get that. They're trying to get the signatures to be able to have Republicans on record because what they do not care about, what they do not care about is the debt limit. What they care about is being able to paint their political adversaries, being able to destroy their political adversaries. That matters more. The destruction, Eugene, is the point you want to talk about cruelty the destruction is the purpose the destruction is everything so this is what's happening this is where 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 we're at what's going to come i believe what's going to come um is that The debt limit is going. There's going to be a deal reached. Every side's going to claim, "Hey, look, we got victory," and that's it. Do I think that it's going to be held at 2022 levels, based on the historical understanding of the Republicans? No, there's no way they're going to hold firm. No way. They just don't have it in them. They don't have the capacity. (laughs) They they just don't. That said, uh, McCarthy has been um, stronger than people thought. So we'll see. We will see what has happened. We'll see how it plays out. Now find everything at TonyCats.com. I'm going to get into this whole city bike story about what happens when you just decide I've got a video camera, I can call somebody a Karen when they do something I don't like, how people weaponize racism and how... I don't listen to people who tell me about fragility anything. You shouldn't either. We should look at situations for what they are, not what somebody else wants them to be. This is Tony Katz today.
1: Reporter, reporter, reporter. Help, help me! Please help me! <laughs> please help me! Help! Please get off me! What, f- what the f going on, bro? Please. girl? Please get off me! Yo, don't nah. take it, Now you're not
0: getting what? the bike,
1: hey, the, Now the, you're not getting the
0: bike! Help! So that is a woman in New York. I did my best to bleep everything out. Thank you, Kylan, for picking up any of the shortfalls there. It's a video that has gone viral, been viewed over 11 million times of a woman getting a bicycle. One of those bike shares. She's white. She works at a hospital. The men around her are black claiming that she didn't rent that bike. The video goes viral. She gets called to Karen. She gets... um. Suspended from her job. She was placed on leave. And everybody decides she's a racist. Including the bigoted lawyer, Ben Crump. I said it. I meant it. When you hear how he engages these conversations, give me a better word than bigot, and I will gladly use it. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyCats.com. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY. 833 got Tony, 833- 4688669 nobody bothered to do any investigating all they've got is this video she thinks these people aren't letting her leave not letting her uh, take her bike she's screaming help it's weird because it would seem to me that you would just have a conversation and be like no 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 i've got this bike here's, here's the receipt or whatever it is you do when you when you get one of those bikes it doesn't seem like it should be this Where there's a video and 11 million hits, except of course, 11 million hits. That's exactly why you make the video. What does the truth matter if you can profit? This goes back to how do you watch these things on social media? We are contributing to the horror show, we're contributing to the pain that we inflict upon ourselves. This is ridiculous. NBC News, a New York City hospital employee has been placed on leave after a viral video that appeared to show her attempting to take a rental bike from a group of young black men garnered millions of views. Doesn't look like what it is. Is that the whole story? Or is that the, hey, this fits narrative. I've got a lot to say about narrative today. This fits narrative, let's throw it in there. But this isn't what happened. This isn't what happened. The lawyer for this hospital worker, accused of taking the bike from a young black man who claimed that he paid for the bike, she provided receipts to the lawyer, and the receipts say uh, that re- the receipts, according to the lawyer, show that she was the one who purchased the ride at the center of the viral incident. She works at Bellevue Hospital. She's now been branded a a Karen. She rented the bike first. The lawyer also provided two city bike receipts from May 12th, which were timestamped just minutes apart. So is NBC News going to apologize to this woman? Is the hospital going to apologize to this woman? Does Twitter have a responsibility not to show these videos because they tried to destroy this woman's life? As opposed to saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What? I, I've I've got a receipt. You've got a. We got a receipt for the same bike. Well, show me yours. All right, yours is yours is time first. All right, that's yours. So what do I do now? Well, now I gotta go complain to somebody. All right, you have a nice day. De- we can't do that. We have forgotten how to do that. Were we ever capable of doing that? Of course, we were capable of doing that. I want to share with you that people like Ben Crump decided that this was just a great example of how white people act. They, they think they're um, uh, in charge. They think they're deserving. And there was a moment in the video where I guess this woman is kind of crying because, like, she can't leave. And it's she's it, like, why in the world can't I leave? Ben Crump said that the woman, quote, tried to weaponize her tears to paint this man as a threat. You hear that a lot. See, white women cry, and that's because they're fragile, and they try and use that as a shield. But we're not going to take that. You hear that uh, from, from black men and women. Not all black men and women. Progressive black men and women. There we go. Much better said. The idea that all black people think the same is so ridiculous and pathetic and embarrassing as to be believed. Ben Crump owes this woman an apology. Ben Crump decided to comment before knowing fact. I want to know whether or not that can get a guy disbarred. But don't tell me that I now have to take Ben Crump seriously the next time he ambulance chases a horrible event to be the lawyer for whatever family is involved in the horrible event. You can imagine the level of disrespect that I actually have for Ben Crump. I don't mind him representing people he feels have been wronged and he thinks he has a case. I don't mind him making a living. I mind him lying and being a bigot. And that's exactly what happened here. And that's exactly what happened with the video here. And that's exactly what NBC did. It didn't matter what was fact, it mattered what would sell. What could I push? What could I cajole? How could I get one more click? And how can I build on a narrative? Because people won't remember what really happened here, will they? They won't comment on what really happened here, will they? They will just share this video for the rest of time. They will just share this video of this woman who may very well have the reason to be afraid And they'll destroy her. And everywhere she goes, someone will say, oh, you're that Karen. And these guys, they'll walk away like nothing happened. Oh, well. We got to start asking ourselves, what's a crime here? And I'm not just talking about this uh, group of guys. I'm talking about these people who take video and post video without any context. I am talking about video that's posted to say, look how terrible this person is, and we don't know the whole story. Is there now a reason? Well, I should, shouldn't say, is there now a reason? There is a reason to ask ourselves whether or not we should allow this as a society, whether or not this has now reached the threshold of too far. Let me give an example of too far. Fox News right now is running a story over there on Outnumbered. Uh, Elon Musk labeled as anti-Semitic for comments, for criticisms of George Soros. As I have discussed on air, I have videos out about this. You can say anything about George Soros you want. It's not anti-Semitism to question the people that he backs for office and the policies that he he backs. It's not anti-Semitism. Anybody who tells you otherwise is wrong, tell them your Jewish friend Tony said you're not a serious person. If you want to argue there are people out there who don't like George Soros because he's Jewish, sure. There are people who don't like me because I'm Jewish. There are people who don't like this woman getting a bicycle because she's white. There are people who don't like the other guys because they're black. I don't know why people do the things that they do, but they do them. But the idea that the criticism proves the anti-Semitism is nonsense. Now, Tony, you say that about Elon Musk, but what about Rashida Tlaib, the congresswoman from, uh, from Michigan who calls Israel an apartheid state? Well, first of all, that's ignorant. That's a flat-out lie. But with Rashida Tlaib, she's the one who takes a Post-it note, writes Palestine on it, and puts it over Israel on a map in her office. She's the one who wants to celebrate the Nakba. What is Nakba? The Palestinian word for catastrophe because the creation of Israel was a catastrophe. And she is one of the people who buys into the idea of from the river to the sea, Palestine must be free, which is a call for genocide. So when I mention the fact that she hates Jews, I got data on my side. You want to come at me? 833-468-8669. But you better come heavy. You better bring receipts, because I do. Because when we engage a commentary here, it has to be based on facts. I don't get the luxury of just shooting a video and posting it, trying to destroy somebody's life. Oh, don't worry. People have taken things I've said and tried to destroy my life. Luckily for me, I'm a little stronger than they are. What does this woman do now? People are going to see this video and they're going to brand her a racist for forever. You think her coworkers look at her the same? They're at Bellevue Hospital? They put her on leave? They put her on leave. That's ugly. The hospital group owes her a full apology. And not only does Ben Crump owe her an apology, there has to be a conversation, although someone may tell me legally you don't have uh, that that capability. Someone's got to answer the question of whether or not this is the guy who should be disbarred. Whether this is a guy who you can bring up uh, 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 on, well, I don't know what you do, misconduct charges? And if anything, let's argue that that's not the way it works because possibly it's not the way it works. Okay, I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. I do get to recognize that he's a bigot. That he sees anytime a white woman is upset, oh, she's just trying to defend herself because she can't handle the truth. That's anti-racism garbage. That's Ibram X. Kendi, Robin DiAngelo, horse crap that's some real, real hate. Part of the reason for getting out of the social media world is to not be inundated by this. And as you see from this story, NBC was only too gra- glad to report this as news without having to do any background because look, they had a video. And well, the video is pretty conclusive. We've learned that video is not pretty conclusive. Except, of course, when it shows Nancy Pelosi getting her hair done during COVID when other people weren't allowed to go get their hair done because of COVID. Then it's pretty conclusive. Video uh, and photos that show the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, having dinner at French Laundry when other people in California were told they couldn't go out to restaurants. That's pretty damning stuff right there. Yet we just... Brush that to the side, right? This woman isn't going to get that. Oh, by the way, uh, I forgot to mention, the woman, pregnant. Now, look, I've I've never been pregnant because men don't get pregnant. Uh, But uh, my my wife has been uh, pregnant. (laughs) You're welcome, everybody. Uh, And and so uh, from what I'm told, not knowing all the pregnant women out there, that being pregnant can have an effect on emotions. That there's this this possibility out there that people who are pregnant, because, you know, growing a life inside of them, which, for the record, very impressive. Very, very impressive. I have a hard time growing cilantro. So that's really, I mean, can we just get a little, really, really nothing, nobody else, just me? Okay, just me. Maybe that has something to do with her emotions. I don't know. I would let a doctor explain to me. What I do know is that this woman should have her job back. The hospital should give a full-throated apology. Ben Crump should be sanctioned. And no one should take this bigot seriously again. And let us always remember that Ibram X. Kendi and Robin DiAngelo are not about a better society. They are about a a destruction of society. This is who they are. This is what their beliefs do. It's undeniable. I'm Tony Katz. Maybe the most perfect headline, and the, it, it, is it ironic, is it unironic? I'm going to let you decide. Sanctuary cities across U.S. overwhelmed with migrants. Well, of course they are. They're sanctuary cities. Who else should be overwhelmed with migrants? Are they complaining? Oh, when they became sanctuary cities, they figured it was something that would make them look good, a talking point, but they're all in Texas anyway, all those migrants, all those illegal immigrants, so who really cares? We can do anything we want. It's not like they're going to bust them in our direction. <laughs> hey, is that a bus? And then that's what happened to D.C. and New York and everywhere else. Uh, I think that uh, it's Philadelphia. You got to send uh, some buses to Philadelphia. You, you know what? Scratch that, because I don't believe in the inhumane treatment of anybody. I don't think you go to Philadelphia. That's just savages in Philadelphia. My goodness gracious. By the way, I have a run for president. This one's going to come back to haunt me in such a big way. And my response is going to be, look, you've got American history and cheesesteaks, but we all know you're not voting for me. We all know that Philadelphia has already proven that you're not going to vote for me. But you know what I'll do just because I'm totally willing? I'll sit down in a lawn chair. I'll set up another lawn chair next to me. Tell me what you think. I'll tell you what I think. See if I change your mind. It's a very Crowder-esque thing, but c'est la vie. New York City took in more than 60,000 migrants in the last 12 months, I believe it is. The best line, the best line from the article... Sanctuary city policies weren't designed to receive thousands of people all at once. Neither was Texas. You giant dope. This is from the Denver mayor, Michael Hancock. Denver cannot continue. To financially shoulder the burden of this humanitarian crisis alone, our residents shouldn't lose the services and resources they depend on and pay for with their tax dollars because Congress and the federal government refuse to do their job or are failing to do their job. Uh, you're the one who said, hey, welcome. We don't care about laws. Welcome. Welcome. You were proud to flaunt the law because you didn't think it would have any actual effect on you. And now it has an effect on you. And you're like, a-duh, a-duh, a-duh. That's, I believe I did I did that right. Did I do that right? I believe I did. I actually have a better version of these mayors. I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. Like dumb. I'm smart. And I want the steps. That's, That's about right. Find everything at TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz today.